0: I've failed so much, so many different things. But I'm still so contented, so happy because I was at least willing to give it a try. I was at least willing to give it a go. And that's, for me, has been what my greatest happiness has, has been in, for my entire life is I'm not going to die wondering. <laughs> I know what I you know. I had a thought. I went for it. I go for it. And, and that's simple as that. Whether I'm right or wrong, whether I do or don't, whether I'm successful or not, it, it's never going to matter to me. So when I think about the whole that going back into... What would I tell myself? I would tell myself just to be, to keep being, just to be. And if anything, I'd probably just say, look, be more, be more of you. Be more of you to be willing to learn as you go through life.
1: Hello, welcome to the Stay Whole podcast. My name is Sanjay and I'll be your host. What is Stay Whole? Stay whole simply refers to bringing ourselves back to being whole again. We are all broken in some way, shape or form. And my aim with this podcast is to help ourselves return back to being whole again. For me, that means doing three key things. Eat, live and move. We need to eat the foods that nourish our body. Live our lives the way we were intended to live. And move your body the way it's designed to move. And with those three things, we can help ourselves live a much happier, productive and healthier life. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stay Whole podcast. What a treat I have in store for you today. My guest today is Grant Goes. His surname says it all, He He's a living, breathing energizer bunny. Grant is a fitness instructor, personal trainer, trainer of trainers, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, adrenaline junkie, thrill seeker, all out man of action. This guy really knows how to live his best life. Always to be found with a smile on his face and something positive to say about any situation, Grant really embodies the stay whole philosophy. Grant is the founder of Find Fit People, which is an app that connects you to fit people. Whether you're someone looking for a group exercise class or a personal trainer or a fitness professional looking for another professional course or event, this app has you covered. As part of this offering, he's held the first of its kind virtual fitness festival. Uh, This is the post-COVID-19 equivalent of a conference, I guess. And during these conferences, you can log in and watch fitness classes of all disciplines, talks, workshops from a wide variety of experts in their respective fields. And as you will discover as you start to listen to me and Grant talking, he's not just satisfied with a simple fitness festival, which has been the first of its kind. And his next event, he is hosting a live 30 hour long event taking place across all time zones. So no matter where you are in the world, you will find something on at a time that suits you. This event takes place on Saturday the 13th of June, and Grant has kindly asked me to host a talk for the event, which I'm really pumped about. So more details to follow on this soon. In the meantime, you can check him out, findfitpeople.com, or at findfitpeople on any of your favorite social media platforms. Without further ado, I present to you, Mr. Grant Goats. Good years of experience right there. What, what, what's, you know, what, what, yeah, just give us a bit of bit of
0: background, I guess. A bit of there. background. Uh, I think we go for the short version. Um, in a nutshell, I suppose that like I've always been a very active person. I've, um, like from a very young age, my mum was always active, so I was born into a family that had a very active family. So, mum was into tri- triathlons, my dad was into football. Um, we were always taking places and always encouraged to do things. So, like, by the age of two, we were already like, um, deep diving, like. Five meter depth or something like that. Um, silly. So we were just kind of encouraged to do those kind of things. And with by learning the swimmer, it kind of encouraged us to do um, other things as well. So always through school and through college and always like that. I was a kid that was like, yeah, lunchtime's here, sports time. Let's <laughs> go. Kind of, you know, I wasn't there so much for the academic side of things. And for me, it led into a, a career in health and fitness, starting from New Zealand. And it's just something that I've developed since then. So I remember started in a small, small town, and I can't tell you how how big. It might be a village, if you think about it in the UK style. I'm not sure. Is there villages? Is that just Holland? I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah,
1: no, we have villages here as
0: well. Yeah, yeah. How, big, how many people in a village? Oh, you like a,
1: you're testing. Uh, yeah, I don't know, a few hundred, I guess. A few hundred? Someone that's, that's sh- <laughs> screaming at me right now saying that's wrong, but I don't know, a few hundred people. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, I, think, I think, well, it sounds probably about, I'd say, 10,000 people. Anyway, so it was a small gym, small community space and I uh, I just fell in love with the weights training side of things. I enjoyed the group fitness side of things and it made me uh, begin my career in PT and group fitness. Uh, They kind of took me from uh, the east coast of New Zealand, which is a beautiful, nice place, very similar to actually uh, England, and took me into like the city. So it's like going from a small village in the UK into London, I suppose, a little comparison and just basically followed my career as far as doing group fitness and then PT and Worked with Les Mills and got the opportunities to travel um, abroad around the world, actually um, delivering these Les Mills classes or doing uh, consultations with clubs and stuff like that about their facilities, which is really really cool. Um, and always been very very supportive. So I, I am not a, um, what is it? How you put it? I'm not a. <laughs> I'm not a guy that goes like, okay, here's my sport. I'm not a triathlete. And I go like, I and try do triathlon. I'm a guy that goes like, ooh, that looks like fun. Let's go do it. And it could be absolutely anything from hiking to, to rugby, football, uh, even netball or uh, bowling or whatever it is. And it's like, yep, let's give it a go. <laughs>
1: let, let me let me just inter- interject here and say there's never a dull moment. Never a dull moment with this guy because – <laughs> Weeks will go by and we're like, we're playing tennis. Okay, let's, we're playing tennis. Okay, it's tennis, it's tennis. And like you just said, hey, no, we're, we're going hiking. We're going hiking today. Oh, okay, well, where are we going? <laughs> we're going to Oman. All right, let's get in the car and go to Oman. Yeah. Oh, let's try it. <laughs> What's the, uh... Definitely, definitely true. So yeah, so I like that. So you're not sports sport specific. It's just fun.
0: It's fun. I like to act, like be active. And I find I mean, that's what my fun is, is being doing things that are active. Like people like going on holidays. I remember actually um, a holiday went on. That was probably only about four or five years ago. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, she wanted to go to a nice, relaxing place. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful, stunning. The only thing I wanted to do was take my kite surfing gear and go kite surfing all day, every day. And that's what I wanted to do. Um, and yeah, still nothing changed when it comes to that kind of, thing. that's my kind of holiday. But anyway, it's gonna kind of like, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's a nutshell. And I've always like, yeah, I literally gone to everything. So, I mean, lately it's just, what am I doing lately? Oh, touch rugby is so the thing I've now gone kind of my main sport, but I, I do a bit of running like yourself, bro. And then, um, yeah, right now what I'm doing is, I'm doing is putting together ideas, um, platforms, initiatives, to create opportunities for professionals within the health fitness industry, uh, more about connecting, either network connecting with uh, professionals to the public or professionals to professional kind of thing, B2B kind of thing. So yeah, I'm doing that at the moment. That's kind of me in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, so it, it's an interesting journey because I think the aspects people think of. Everyone has a different journey, but I think with you, the, the the common the common thing here is first of all enjoying yourself, doing things that you you, you find fun, but yeah. also what you're doing now is something that I think all fitness professionals really are are there to do is connecting you know connecting people to people so whether it's connecting like you said members of the public to find healthier better choices or or, or people to sort of give them the advice or whether it's connecting professionals to professionals and just and it, and I, I think that the underlying thing here is that you're just spreading that message of 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 move get out there and, and just do it right
0: yeah, yeah i mean totally it's a thing like for me i know actually it's very funny because i had this um i had this uh um another like top podcast thing last night with a mate he's in the uk and i was up to like one o'clock in the morning or something like that. And <laughs> we're kind of going through this conversation. And the, the thing was, is that I know my, I, I identified my couple of my two drivers is one is definitely, and I know it's cliche. People are like, oh, you know, I'm always about the people. And you, know, you know the usual PT um, thing, oh, yeah, I am doing it for the people and blah, blah. And it's a lot of, it's always true, don't get me wrong. For me, it was like, I don't have to do PT. Like it's not, it's, for me, it's not about, I don't do PT just for connection. I just love the fact of connecting. I just happen to be doing PT if that makes sense. So my biggest drive when it comes to activities is I just love being around people. I love doing things with people that are fun and a variation and a bit of a learning thing. That's what drives me to do with these different things is that if you, anything you feel that I'll do is like because it's to do with connecting on some level or some place.
1: Yes, it's delivering a service to 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 people who who want it and who need it. And I think uh, you're right. It is cheesy saying that. Oh, yeah, it's all about the people and and and, and that. But I think it's if, right. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's it's a very. I think if never if anyone has never experienced this in in your life, I suggest you go and try and do something where you will experience this. So what I'm going to what I'm about to talk about is, uh, and, I, and I'm sure you may agree or you may disagree. But when somebody approaches, talk comes comes to you and approaches you after you've delivered a a group exercise class or after a personal training session or after hearing you talk and just says to you, Hey, Grant, that was amazing what you just said there, or I listened to what you said and I did this and it changed this and, 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 and that, that gratitude that you get from someone from you just speaking or, or acting or performing is so powerful. And that's, I think that's what we mean when we say it's, we do it for the people because that, gives you that sense of feeling inside you that hey people are listening to me and actually people are responding and they care and they actually want to know this stuff Do you know what i mean yeah. it's, it's it's very it's 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 very different if you're I mean, the way you can try this at home is next time you go to the to the supermarket and you know it's, it's probably the only place that's open right now where you can go but next time <laughs> you go to the supermarket don't use the electronic tool you go to a human being and just look at them in the eye after finishing and say Thank you very much for what you've just done for me today. I really appreciate it. and see the response that that person gets, right? Because that feeling that you get from someone just saying thank you for what you've done is so powerful. Well, it is to me anyway
0: Oh, it's huge. I have a huge effect It was only like three days ago I was having this this blurt on this Facebook, my Facebook and I was like, exactly that like a lot of people but they don't voice or they don't vocalize or they don't express their gratitude. And people keep it to themselves, you know, and then uh, others get this wrong idea about you thinking like, oh, you're so ungrateful. Well, that's absolutely not the case. You might be very grateful, but, you know, these little things like that, you know, it might be that here's a simple thing, like now these days I actually, I've been on an offer for that, but like the people that go out so there, are cleaning the, the roads out here or they're, they're sweeping the paths and stuff like that, that. And like before, you know, a lot of times you just run past, you wouldn't even think anything of it. You know more and more these days i'm just conscious of going oh thanks buddy and it's a thank you for like actually sweeping up. it might be their job but still it just goes a long way because at the end of the day they're still doing something that makes the place look nice it tidies it up and no one else is out there doing it so frick, whether they are getting paid for it or not and the heat and conditions that they're in it's like yeah so there's some, it's always a nice thing just to, like just go out i don't know if it's what people do is, is if they feel shy why is like i try trying to understand like why is that we don't express enough gratitude or often enough
1: I, I don't, it's a good question I, I mean I think people don't think it's important I think I don't think it's a shy thing I just think they think well what whats what difference is it going to make if I if I if I say that if so I say thank you or what difference is it going to make if I just do this and then and I'm going to this is going to come into something else I'm going to talk about in terms of habits but yeah and you mentioned those guys that are, you know cleaning outside and usually so you just ignore them and I think if anything's if I think there are many good things that have come out of this 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 global pandemic that we're, we're going through right now but one of the things that has come through is that gratitude you know I I get a knock on the door from from a postman every other day just to, to let me know there's a password and he, he waits out there and he's you know two meters away and and every time I open up I'm like Thank you. I really appreciate. it. Thank you very much for coming all mm-hmm. the way up here. And 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 I never used to say that before. I, mm-hmm. I never used to thank a postman for delivering my letters. But why am I all of a sudden doing it now? Why am I saying thank <laughs> you to the person in the supermarket? I don't the know something. Ins- is, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is that. But <laughs> I think people are becoming more aware of the work that the small things that people do that make such a big impact on our lives, like keeping the streets clean, like keeping the the supermarkets open so we can we can have food. And if we Go on a a, a much superficial level, than that is like someone like a a GX instructor who's helped them or given them one piece of advice that just got Mm -hmm. them started. You know that that one one sentence they needed to hear to get them off the couch and get them into a class or get them into in front of some vegetables. That one thing it's so powerful, and with 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 all the work that I'm doing with with this with this podcast, if I can just reach one person and make a difference to one person's life, I've done Mm. my job.
0: I I love that. It's awesome. The biggest thing I find with with this here is when we talk about, like, it's like when you do something, you, you you try something for the first time. You know, the first time you try it, you're a little bit tentative. You're like, uh, you don't, you don't know the reaction and stuff like that. And I've got this big thing about now that I go, in my mind, it's always about repetition. Just repeat it. doesn't matter how it makes you feel. Just repeat it and then, like, properly, give yourself a bit of time and you'll see how it feels. I'm sure now, Sunday they, like, when you've said the first time you said to the post, postman when you said thank you, it felt different from like how you say it now, but the first time might have been like I don't know, apprehensive or just unsure or just yep. Here's a big thank you. And the more often you said it, I suppose I'm betting the more you've got out of it as well because you just feel like great. I you know it is something that you're impactful because you're recognizing the impact it does make for that person. Yeah. And I'm that as well. The kind of thing that like just by doing trying that try that little thing. And I I, I just sort of applaud anyone who just tries. Properly, try for 20, 30 days, repeatedly doing these, either they're saying thank you or um, a pat on the back, or just, oh no, I can't do a pat on the back. <laughs> you know, you can't do that right now. But I mean, just repeatedly share yeah. on, so it, it becomes more comfortable, it becomes a part of who you are. I suppose it's gonna lead into the habits thing we're talking about too here.
1: No, exactly. I mean, look, the, my, my favourite phrase at the moment, look, I don't know who said this, but I want to find that person and shake their hand. Oh, again, I can't shake their hand, but I, I want to thank them for saying this, is yeah, elbow touch. Um, <laughs> you do <laughs> what you want. <you, you> <laughs> People were doing elbows for a while. Now they're doing the foot. Did you see in the football in, in Germany on the weekend, they started playing football again, didn't they, in the Bundesliga? Okay, no, I didn't And so the referee, the referee, you know how they used to do handshakes? They're doing a little foot tap. So they'll just tap each other's foot. Like a, you know, as, as a, yeah, no, I, a little instep. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So that's, <laughs> the, that's, that's the new one. It's the little foot tap. Um, but my, the quote I was going to say, and, and people are probably sick and tired of me saying this, but you are the result of what you do all the time, not what you really? do some of the time. Everything. And that's exactly what you're saying. Just doing that one thing every day. And, and, and it's, yeah, you're right. The first time you did, you feel like, oh, this, this, uh, this is a bit weird, you know, especially yeah. here. I mean, you yeah, know, London, I mean, I'm, I'm a Londoner. I mean, we don't, I live just on the outskirts of London, but if anyone knows typical traditional Londoners, they're, they're just not very friendly. It's a very cold, <laughs> unfriendly place. <laughs> and, but you find yourself uh, getting used to saying that. And now, for example, we're out on our run this morning and I'm, I'm waving to every other runner or a dog walker who stops because, you know, they're just trying to practice good social distancing uh, behavior. So you just find yourself doing it more and more. And again, before I think what my attitude was, if I said hello to someone and I didn't get anything back, I would feel like, well, that, that would make me think, well, what's the point? Because I didn't get (laughs) anything back. Yeah. Oh, I held the door open for someone. I didn't say thank you. And that would, that would irk me. That would, that would, you know, that would grind me inside. Whereas now I say hello to, a, yeah, yeah, I just say hello to someone on the on the street while i 'm running, and I've got my headphones, on. I can 't really hear wh- whether they what they say back to me, but if they if they smile, they smile, if they decide to ignore me, yeah, whatever, yeah, okay, maybe maybe like you said maybe that that person that doesn 't want to show how they feel from inside, but maybe it did touch them in the, in a certain way, and even if it doesn 't, it doesn 't matter to me, but yeah, no, I love what you said there. It's, it's about those small things that you do all the time,
0: I think what you're saying is a perfect way to try and explain it, is that people. You can only control what you put out. You can't control what's taken. Wait, well, sorry, you control what you take in yourself, but you can't control what other people are going to uh, throw out the other way. You just can't control yeah. that. It's as simple as that. And I think the sooner people understand and realize that when it comes to opinions and things like that, you know, you feel so much better and you feel so much at ease. And you know, it sounds like, my I man, that you just feel you're feeling that. You're like, okay, if they, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. That's just, it's still your opinion, you know? It doesn't make a difference whether no one's really, necessarily right or wrong. It's just it's a different. And that's I, mean, all of
1: it. I mean have you ever had anyone walk out of a, a gx class before it's finished
0: have i not had one ever walk have, out have you, probably... have you ever
1: have you ever had anyone that's walked out of a class that you were teaching before the end so they were just like ah oh, this is this is me." yeah
0: that's what i mean i i don't think i've ever not had someone walk out early right is... okay yeah right yeah so that
1: you
0: took it personally right Ah, oh, definitely better start and probably probably I would say probably uh, six, Oh, six not say six years, but it me a few years at least. Yeah. You know, it was always was going through that learning phase of going, what's wrong with me? What could I have said better? What could not say what's wrong with me, but what could I have done better to help them stay here? You know, and it wasn't until um, I can't remember who it was exactly that told me about it, was that it, they went on these same lines and they're saying, like, look, if you're teaching a class, great, and someone leaves 15, 20 minutes earlier you don't know what they've been through you don't know if that's their max level of fitness you don't know what their achievement is and that may be for them they've just got to the gym in the first place they may have never mm-hmm. been to the gym before they may be only you know they're only looking to do 20 minutes themselves anyway because it makes them happy you know and as soon as someone was telling me about this i was like i gotta change i gotta change my outlook uh, around and it was hard to do that i have to admit it's hard to change the outlook but again it was the practice of repetition that helped get to a point of like uh yeah, I don't give a damn. I mean, I, sorry, I don't sorry, when I say I don't give a damn, I mean I don't. It's okay that it's okay that they leave. It's okay that they are sitting at the back. It's okay that yeah. they're not pushing hard. It's okay, you know, it's just it's, it's okay.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, if 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 they're there, if they're turning up and they're present, and that's that's what they've decided to do on that day, then that's that's all good, I and mean, it's fine. And I think yeah, we, we, the, the 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 when I realised again when I came to that realisation myself is to say. It's, and if, I think in a way it's good that you feel offended at first because you start questioning, what can I do better? Why did that person leave? Uh, and and if you use that as a learning opportunity, like any obstacles that we have, we should be a learning opportunity, then it can turn out for the better. But if you're going to sit on it and just, i wait till I see that person again. And I no, that's not the answer. I think it's, it's just moving on and growing from it. But now I think, like you say, you just, you just brush it off and say, look, okay, uh, it is what it is.
0: Well, here's another thing too. Like, If you do think like that, and that's not a bad thing. It's it shows that you care. Yes. It's also the caring side of you as well. So I mean it's like uh, huh. It's just how to deal with how you're caring. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, yeah, absolutely. I wanna I wanna talk about this habits thing because I think this is really, really important. And particularly something like, you know, being living a healthy lifestyle, being someone that goes to the you know, works out all the time, eating healthy food. And, and this is these are the things that the I don't want to say basic, but you know, maybe to to you and I, they might seem basic, but they're not. These are the, the fundamental things that people struggle with. People struggle with sticking to a healthy eating routine. People struggle with going to the gym regularly, or, or let's exclude the gym now because we can't go to gyms. But just being active, being physically active regularly. What advice do you do you have for people like that that might be struggling? They they try a route, they try a program or something, and then it just you know that you you go through the honeymoon phase, and then yeah, it just. Blah, nothing happens after that.
0: Yeah. So, from, from my side, I think, well, I'll give you my whole secret of what I, my mind and thinking. Uh, I have two words in my life, and one is perception, another one's choice. And the way I always go back, my, my these are my two fundamental words, because it's just a reminder for me to when I look at something or how I deal with something, you know, first of all, it's about perception, whether it be an opinion, whether it be a view, whether it be whatever it is, I'm going to look, my view, uh, sorry, my perception is very different from seven billion other people on the planet. You know, and it's always going to alter in some way or another. And so because of my perception is what I'm going to base my choices on. And so if I want to make better choices that I make sure I'm happy, then I can just look to alter my perception. And that might sound a bit strange, but you know what? I, I just change the way I'm looking at things. I said looking at like, when you, when you talk about, um, I think a good way to anal- analyze this or an, an analogy is that if you stand really close to a picture, it's really hard to understand and see it. You take those steps backwards away from the photo and you start to see the whole picture. I know it's kind of cliche what I think what happens, but that's what I see now. I know, trust me, it wasn't like this when I was younger, but definitely I was learning something that I've developed about perception. And that's why the key word for me is like, just take a step back and it, this analogy comes in again to have a look at what's really going on. And is it worth the pain you first saw when you're, when you're looking directly or so focused on this one little point? And when you step back and like, I, don't, I can't imagine it, I can't remember a time that once I've stepped back I'll be able to take a completely different perception on whatever're dealing with and that's the worst thing I talk about with people when it comes to these habits and these changes so when people go out and they start going running people go running because they're inspired by someone they maybe see they think it's the only thing they can really do' um, it's, you know it's simple just put on a pair of shoes and, and go out the door you know we, we see all these different advertisements and we see different um, motivations we on social media we you see running, for example, and you go running, great. And then you have, a, you just see them bro about the whole honeymoon period. And you have a big good you like, you start to get these different uh, euphoric kicks and rides or these experiences you have when you first start out running. Now, what happens is that for me, I, I see that people start to go along those lines that they see, they usually get involved with people, they get, them, uh, they get themselves into environments. So for example, being that I'm gonna try running I go start running, I do like maybe a, a 1K run or a 1K walk, and I start going for a 1K jog, then a, a 1K run, and it extends to two, three, four kilometers. The further on the line I go, it's like anything, the level of abilities that you start to surround yourself become higher. So the, you start running with, in places where there's people, more people running or there's people that are running faster or running longer than what you're doing, right? And so when you start going through these stages or these levels, you start getting to points where – like anything, things start to become more difficult, and it's really simple for us to refer back to fitness when you get, or even in, even in your job, when you start like a, as a base layer job, you do all the basics, and you move up in positions, you get more complex stuff, and you move up, get more complex, and you keep moving up through the jobs, right? And things get harder and harder and harder, you know. So what was maybe great? Right, I started a new job today. You're in your honeymoon period. You're loving it. You get to go to work nine to ten, and then you know after it goes, like you take on more, more, more. Because you start seeing, we have these habits of we want to progress in life, right? We want to grow, we want more and more. And as we want more and more, it can definitely get more and more difficult as well. So when I always think about this, and I think about whether it be fitness or it be in life or it be challenges you come across, it's actually just take a step back. You're always going to get to a point where you start to go like, "Is this for me?" And when you get to that point, you just got to take a step back and look at the, the bigger picture of saying, hey, look, I'm running, I've run three, 5K, and that's where I was happiest. That's where I enjoyed it the most because I enjoy short runs or because those are the people that I feel comfortable. And that's what I think it comes really down to is that when you're comfortable, when you're in a space where you enjoy it, and, and bro, you and I have gone through this, is we've gone to places that we go, look, I I, I have been to my competitive days. When I wanted to go to someone, smash it, lift heavy, run harder, bum, bum, bum. Nowadays, I'm like, look, I enjoy just lifting a bit of weight, like yourself, bro. You know, just going to jump, being active, being mobile. And I've definitely gone through this in the last two or three years where because I was like in the region, I was one of the best here in the region, you know, and at first when I not stopped being it, hit me hard until I stepped back and had a look at it and go like, you know what, I look, I'm look, i a different place, I'm a different space. And when, back, when I went back to the space of being comfortable, of just being happy with what I'm doing. I found that that is sustainable. That is longevity now for myself to go back into that place of comfort. And so I really think that people need to start looking, one, the perception they're in, let's take a step back and say, is that really what you enjoy? And I mean, do you feel good? Is it something you want to do on a daily basis? Are you passionate about it? Are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying the moment? Are you just trying to go forward? And if you're not, then you need to take a step back and go like, well, where was I comfortable? Because that place of comfort, it's just so much, and I I don't want you to get that term confused or misplaced, but when you're misplaced over you, you can really just enjoy the moments you're in. We can go for a jog and you just really, I'm going to use this example, and you can just jog and just keep going and you just look around, you can enjoy it. You know, you're going to keep doing it. And then we get to that point where if you enjoy it, you're going to repeat it. If you're going to repeat it, you're going to become it. It's going to be a habit, that characteristic, and that way you are in life. And that's not to say you shouldn't challenge yourself, but I'm saying there's always going to be a space of comfort for you that you're always really going to enjoy it. So it's, it's looking for that place of comfort that helps you. If, it, if it's not running, by the way, it could might be something like activity down the park. It might be throwing frisbee. it might be you know, speed golf or golf, or it might be just hiking, anything like that dancing anything yeah it can oh, be anything. hundred percent yeah. you know it's just whatever yeah. that's, that's got you going and, and, and moving and then and then you can repeat because one of the hardest things a lot of people find when it's when they go into habits and you when we talk about creating habits people say i want to create new habits and what they do is they start picking habits that are not sustainable for the long term and that's when they get into this honeymoon period Yeah, I want to try this i want to try this and they keep going pushing forward pushing forward they kind of go faster and faster and faster and it's just not sustainable like there's there's look look at athletes we, If we keep referring back to fitness look at athletes they have a they have a period in their life that they're at the top of the game and it's retirement you know we everyone goes through that they can't sustain that for a lifetime you know but what they can sustain is an active lifestyle other little things if it's rugby player they might be playing touch with football maybe it's a small jog it's a small workout and stuff like that so there's that place of uh we becomes habitual is always going to be that place that's comfortable as well for you to enjoy your moments and um I think that the thing you've got to do, if you can do it early in the process, the earlier you can do it, the earlier you can recognize it, the the stronger the change is gonna be.
1: I love that. I love there's a few things I want to unpick that you just just spoke about, but it's it's so powerful in that you mentioned about that place of comfort. And it's and it's okay to be in that place of comfort and you're enjoying it. And I think this is the, uh, and I, I I say it as a an a, an elder statesman of the fitness community. In that, <laughs> you know, we, when I when I when I was growing up, you know, back in the day, it was it was no pain, no gain. Yeah, right. It was that was that was the slogan. It was no pain, no gain, and I think people have that stuck in people's mind, and they feel like if they if they're not uncomfortable they are not progressing and they're not bettering themselves. But I think what we can see now is, and you've just alluded to this very nicely, is that it's okay to find a level, you know, if it was those running 5k, if that's where you were the most comfortable and the happiest and getting the biggest rewards, you may not be. And and the rewards is again, it's, it's, it's relative to, to the individual, but if Uh your rewards are, Hey, I went out for a 5k run, I feel good. That for me, it's number one. If you turn around, you finish your exercise, you finish your daily activity, whatever it is, and you just turn around and say, oh, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Job done. Yeah. Everything else will take care of itself. And if you do that on a, on a, and you said on a regular basis, you are what you do all the time, not what you do some of the time. And then you said this is what, well, then you will become. So uh, I had this discussion with Anisha when she, she ran, she we were talking about running and we did a podcast on it, but she had this thing where she couldn't go out for short runs. Now, some people might say, well, that's okay. You're going out for long runs. But I said to her, so there'll be days where she wanted to go out for a run and she wouldn't go at all. And I'm like, well, why don't you just go out and do something? And she goes, what's the point? I said, well, you know, running, if you run a mile a day, that's seven miles in a week. That's better than running zero miles in a week. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing is you're just developing that habit of going out every day, being a runner. And I think you reinforce that behavior. I think, you know, doing the thing running we're we're talking about running again you're right we're just we're saying running because it's a simple thing to do you just grab a pair of shoes and you go yeah um but doing it and being present every day just enables you to become that thing and then once you've become that thing i.e someone that goes out running regularly then you're in a position to it's the effort is not there right you mentioned it's it shouldn't be hard to go out and motivate, so just like yourself, I mean, is is it you, you mentioned? You know, you go on holidays. You like to be active, whether it's kite surfing, whether it's running, whether it's hiking, whether it's tennis, whatever it might be. Touch rugby. Mm. It's not hard for you to go out and and do something active because that's who you've become. Yeah. And and this is something else I'm going to talk about is 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 environment. And you talked about that before when you were a child. Everything around you was was active, activity based, and 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 you were very active family and people. But just by going out every day and being present and doing that thing would enable you to become that thing. And then you're in a position to say, okay, well, yeah, I enjoy 5Ks. Maybe I'm going to try a couple of 10Ks. And look, if you don't like it there, you come back to, to where you're happy and you're comfortable. And, and yeah. I think for a lot of people, they and you, uh, what you were saying there is you, you start running, let's say you start running, two K's and then you're surrounded by people that are running two K's and you run five K's You're surrounded by people that are running five K's and you go up the scale, as you said, and the further up that scale, you go, you'll get to a point where you're like, Oh, this is not, I'm really not as good as these people. And you start questioning yourself and then you quit and I've been there. I've done it. Yeah. You've yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, done it. We've done it. Uh, and, 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 and in the past I've been like, well, what's the point of going back to level four? Yeah, let's Mm -hmm. say we were on level eight and I what's the point of going back to level four, whereas now I see the huge value in going back to level four and staying at level four because I'm happy there and everything else, you know, it's, and staying at level four means that, you know, I'm not going to, I'm still active. I'm still, you know, eating a good diet and I'm not putting away, it's not, it's not detrimental to my health Mm -hmm. being at level four, if that's the level. And, and I don't see the point in, in moving forward unless there's a, there's a need there, um. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a hugely, hugely powerful thing. So just doing, just getting out there and doing something every time, repetitively, massively is key.
0: We're so hard on ourselves, aren't we? We're so hard on ourselves all the time. In most people, that's what I'd change. You're a hardest critic. Stop it.
1: <laughs> we, we, we treat ourselves worse than we would treat our friends and Are family. We? we just hey, we, we beat
0: ourselves, ourselves up. apart we judge about how we look how much we weigh what we say what we're gonna whip man we judge ourselves on how intelligence everything we judge ourselves on and know it's, it's, it's funny because that is the one thing that for me personally be honest i've had to realize and just stop doing it's like you know i don't know if you everyone watches is usually watch what has watched sorry friends when old Phoebe yeah. goes for her run, and she's like running like this, she's running with her hands waving off because she doesn't care. And like I, I only recognised that maybe a few years ago was about the whole thing of like, yeah, why, why do people care? And then I suppose the next step upon that is like, how can you get yourself to a point that you stop worrying about what other people say? And it's usually, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, it's just coming from. Because of the world we live in, when the things we follow, they usually come from the social media or the media outlets that we're following if we get these perceptions. Because I always go back to this, but we are a blank sheet. And not just a blank sheet in life, we're a blank sheet in our days, you know. Because of our past, we've been brought up, because of our environment, we've been brought up. If today or tomorrow, tomorrow morning, the sun was to rise and you had no um, <coughs> recollection or you had no relevance of anything beforehand, you could literally make up your mind about how you're going to live. This time around. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: no hard. preconceptions.
0: Yeah. yeah. Totally, right? So, it's like, oh, man. So, if it's a hard one, I know it's a tough one for all us all to, to let, it's not easy to let go of something you become so used to as well. And that's the other thing, too. When you look at it and you talk about habits and you talk about creating certain things, think about times in your, in your life where you were going, you're moments where you're like, we were in moments where we were like, we were doing things on a daily basis. We didn't think about going to the gym. We just went to the gym. We went, we pushed hard. We just, it was habitual. We just did it. We didn't think about it subconscious right
1: mm-hmm.
0: things changed we now another points where that's not the habitual habit we have we have some other habits now and it's not about doing that 100 kg deadlift or, or squat it's about just doing a 50 kg squat a few times just so it feels it's got mobility and stuff like that but it so comes subconsciously as well there and we've just changed our our view our, our minds have changed and that comes that It shows that we do it anyway we do have this blank page that we change you know how many times you said i'll never do this and you've done it later on
1: (laughs) all the time all the time
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm never gonna do that three weeks later dang (laughs) (laughs) it's never gonna happen to us never gonna happen to me next thing you know and it happens and this is what i'm saying that it it happened and for me it's really it's one of the biggest sayings in life that always comes out for me is that you know knowledge is power, and then the only way you grab knowledge is by being open to, to seeing the knowledge come in. You know, serve serves opportunities. And so the biggest thing I always have to say to people is always just be open, just be open and aware mm. to take in mm. knowledge. Don't say you have to agree with it, but just take it in, because that's why we always keep making these new decisions and changes. And mm. funny what you said about Anisha, how she had about her her running. Like, so what's the point of going running? There was a moment. She said, "Maybe it was just maybe that was just an Anisha moment. <laughs> maybe it's completely changed for her." But um, yeah, yeah, we go these spaces. Just, these can these can yeah, change. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and and in order to get that perspective, like you said earlier, is just take that step back and look at it from a you know, rather than looking at that picture close up, you need yeah. to take a step back and you can see see that bigger picture yeah. um and and, and being and, and being focused on it. I think another way to relate this to people would be to look at other habits that maybe we have that are ingrained in us. Something like waking up in the morning as simple as brushing our teeth. Yep. Now, I don't know about I don't know about you, but I certainly don't wake up in the morning and think, oh, God, I gotta brush my teeth this morning. What an absolute chore! I really can't be bothered.
0: You- here we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my daughter does that. She definitely does that. But I don't know any any grown adults. And look, if someone out there might be doing that, but again, we just get up, we do it. Why? because it's something that we've habitually done. It's two minutes, you know, four minutes a day if you're doing it twice a day. It's it's two minutes in the morning, it's two minutes in the evening. And because some stage in your life, somebody, probably our parents have told us that we have to do this over and over again. What's the reason that we're doing it? It's because we don't want to have bad teeth. And I think if you just, when you think about a habit like that, wouldn't it be nice for other, for, for, for you, for people that are listening right now, wouldn't it be nice if going to the gym or just going out and doing some exercise was like brushing your teeth where you didn't have to think about and you alluded to it there whereas you know when we look at our our own lives we we turned up to the gym that wasn't the effort for us it was hey we're at the gym okay now what am I going to do so just by doing the thing and it doesn't matter if you do um, two minutes or you do two hours there's there's a really good book I don't know if you've read it yet it's called Atomic Habits Um, Atomic Habits. uh, It's by a guy called James, James Clear. That's it. Atomic Habits. uh, It's an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. And he tells a story in his book about a guy, uh, a reader who he heard from, who lost a hundred pounds in in body weight. Anyway, so he said the way he did it was he joined a gym and he turned up at the gym for five minutes every single day. Just five minutes. So this is someone that's never been to the gym before, right? So he's never been to the gym before. And after reading this book, he was started to go into the gym for five minutes and he would do a little warm up, and he'd do a bit, a bit of exercise and he would leave. And he did that, I think it was for, for two months, seven days a week, five minutes. Now, other people might listen to that and say, well, what's the point? And what he was doing was creating the habit of just turning up at the gym, just being in the gym. That's all it was. So wh- what he did in that five minutes doesn't really matter. The fact is after eight weeks of going to the gym every day, going to the gym wasn't the obstacle. Getting himself to the gym wasn't the obstacle. Then after eight weeks of going to gym, he turned around and said to himself, I am someone that goes to the gym. I've created this identity that I am a gym goer. It could have been running. You could have gone out for running five minutes a day or walking five. But The point is by doing something repetitively, the first thing you need to do is create the identity. Of what you were trying to achieve. Eat vegetables every day. I've been, I've eaten my vegetables every day for a week or two weeks or three weeks. I am now someone that eats vegetables. And once you can then identify with that identity, it then becomes a little bit easier to build on that. Okay, now I'm here in the gym. Let me, let me do ten minutes. Yeah, it, I mean, it's simple as saying it, but it, it, it is. That's how it. That's how you need to go about these things, right?
0: Totally. Uh, I think it's very easy. I think you can explain that one really easily, and it's so funny because. Every obese person I've ever had the pleasure of been training with, all they did, and my literally my only advice was, if you're in your place, you just step outside, and that's it. All I said was just step outside. And that's your training, and the thing being, it's so easy and it's so comfortable that when we talk about if you're trying to create habits, you can't get pushed into habits. You need to be pulled into habits. You need to find, like, hey, man, it's like when you go and uh, visit friends and families and stuff like that, or uh, strangers, if there's an analogy there. If you go visit strangers, you don't know them, right? You're very apprehensive, and if someone pushes you into it, sometimes, okay, you get there and you start having friends start talking. But the point being is that once you start talking to them, you start feeling more confident, you start feeling more comfortable, and you start talking more and more, and you start meeting more people within this party, this room, whatever you've been to, right? It's exactly the same. You're pulled into it because – And not to be all airy-fairy, but like there's this positive side of it that brings you in and how you want to look at it, energy or faith or whatever, you're still pulled in, you're attracted to things you like. And that's love, that's passion. And It's it's always going to pull you into whatever whatever you're going to relate this to, whether it be your fitness, whether it be your relationship, whether it be people, whether it be family, whether it be just your work, whether it be whatever you're having to do in your everyday life. And that's the way in my opinion anyway is that if you want to create and make these changes if you don't want to get to these points where you're thinking what's the point or i don't like it then you start recognizing the things that pull you okay and stay away from the things that push you so example those are all those kind of examples that i always talk about so if you find that you are enjoying this if you find you're pulled towards something because you're just passionate about and and here's a way to identify it ways to identify it is one that makes you smile Two, you find yourself thinking about it. Three is that you find yourself subconsciously, without even knowing, you find yourself you're doing it. Like if you, you have yes. a moment, you go like, "Huh?" Like, and let's we'll go back. Use the running side of things. Is that you might have a an moment you started running, and you'll go like, "Oh man, I've run every day for the last seven days or eight days or whatever." You know, you had you had those moments, and those are things you've been pulled into um, yourself. You've actually used yourself to you yourself pulled you. You've been drawn. To these side of things and
1: that yeah yeah and then while you're doing it like you just said there you don't even it's almost like you don't even realize that you, you're like oh, I've been doing this for this long i've run this one or whether you're so for me it was teaching classes when i was when i would see my favorite class yeah. to teach would be uh, an indoor cycling class yeah um and whilst i was teaching my indoor cycling classes it didn't feel like work. It didn't feel like an effort. It just was something I really enjoyed doing. And even <laughs> though I'd be up there, you know, sweating and spinning, my, you know, doing my sprints and, you know, huffing and puffing and, you know, f- you know, leaving it all there in the floor, it wasn't, it didn't feel like an effort. And similarly now sitting here, Recording this, you know, in 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 the UK and you're all the way over in Dubai, this doesn't feel. It's like it's not an effort. It's like, oh God, I've got to sit, I've got to put up the recording gear, I've got to totally. speak to someone about all this. It's it's just some. I enjoy doing it and yeah. delivering my sessions to so my, my 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 patients, and I, and I think if you can get into that stage, it takes that repetition right, and that's that takes the the, the 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 being present, turning up, and look, let's 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 not beat around the bush here. Creating these helpful habits, creating this healthy you know in in inverted commas lifestyle it's not easy it takes a little bit of work at the beginning it takes some work so we're not we're not sitting here and saying oh it's easy everyone anyone can do it anyone can do it it starts with you it starts with you taking action uh, surrounding yourself and putting yourself in that environment and actually and actually getting up and doing because you have a. you mentioned this you mentioned this word earlier having a choice Mm. Uh, and we all have a choice you know in this in this coming out of this lockdown now when we were in this, this strict lockdown, we still had a choice. Yes, we're not allowed to go out. And you yeah. still have a choice. <laughs> do you want to sit on the sofa and put Netflix on and grab some Pringles? Or you're are to you going <laughs> to, to <laughs> Or are you going to try and stay whole? Yeah. <laughs> are you going to do some indoor exercise? Are you going to go out for a walk? Are you going to do some stretching or, or whatever it meant? But you have a choice. And I think once people realize that, it, it starts with you and having that choice of what you do next. I think that's, that's powerful. In, in, usually. In
0: my usually powerful. Another way that comes to mind is want is, is getting good at recognising what you want, what you truly want. you like, there's a lot of people would say there's a, there's a difference between want and need. Well, there's a difference between want and, and want really want or truly want, I should say a lot of people, like they say, oh, I want, to, I want to become a runner. And they get into it and they just get, find it a struggle. They find it they have been pushed to it. They're trying to force themselves to it because their friends are doing it. They don't really want it. And when you talk about like with weight loss and things like that, you know, you soon find out pretty quickly, did you really want it? Because here's, here's a simple thing I use as an analogy all the time. Everybody I talk with is that if you really want it, you will have it. You'd have it already. If you really wanted it, or you, you, don't, you, you don't have to ask me if you want it, you're going to go do it with the, I say you should or not. You know what I mean? If you really, truly want it. And that's where you can identify. So if someone goes, to be, I want to learn the guitar. I want to learn to play. I want to fly a plane or blah, blah, whatever. The simple facts are, if you really want it, you go do it. Because if you look at any situations in your life and you look back on them and you say, like, you have things because you wanted it. It sounds as simple as that. You made a choice. Because, you know, you think about other things like saying, oh, I wish I had been, I wanted to be a doctor. Well, no, you didn't really. You didn't really want to be a doctor because you would have done everything to become a doctor, and you'd be a doctor today if you if, if that's what you really wanted. Yes, maybe you wanted to be, but you didn't see it as a priority, or really, you didn't really want to be a doctor as much as you wanted to be maybe a builder or a carpenter, or you want to go and have fun. That's the other thing too. I think people see this confusion when you say when you want something, you say like, "Yeah, I want to be an athlete." Well, great, but there's also some of the things that you're saying like, "Well, if you want to be a great." great athlete, let's say, you know, and you didn't become a great athlete is because you didn't want to go through the pain. You didn't want to go through those hours. You didn't want to put in the time. You didn't you know there's other things you didn't, you did actually other things you'd rather have done. And that's where you, that's what was, what you truly wanted was not to do that. So, um, I think that's, that's a, sorry,
1: so, sorry to interrupt, but that's a good example of someone focusing on the end goal of being called an athlete. And not looking at the process that's involved to get there. So it's the oh, same as someone focusing. Same as someone focusing on. And again, we've seen this probably you know, more times than we can count. People want focusing on something like, for as simple as weight loss. Yeah. I want to lose weight, but it's not that you need to focus on. It's not the I need uh, the weight that you need to focus on. It's the what do I need to do to lose the weight? And that's when people look at that. That's what puts them off and say, "Well, I don't want to do all of those things. So let me find." an alternative that might be, you know, a supplement or a pill or a potion or a powder or, you know, a get Silly. six oh. pounds in four week type scheme, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's going to make it even simpler than that. This is simple this one and it was to you, Sanjay, is that, you know, there's a, you know, there's a want to be a, a fit and an athletic, but for Sanjay, there's more of a want to be able to spend time with his daughter, so the priority was yep. to simply change his exercise to spend to do things that allows him to spend time with his daughter. And that's the real want. He wants to be fit and he wants to be happy and he has to be, but his real want was his, his daughter. And saying that yeah, with people, I think that's where you've, like I'm, I'm actually one of those ones that say like, if someone comes to me and like, I I want to lose weight, my first question always goes from my head is wondering if they really, they really want it or why they want it. Because mm. at the end of the day, if they, I want to lose weight because someone told me to, I want to lose weight. I think even people that say they want to lose weight because of the doctor, Maybe because the doctor tells them, "Look, you don't lose weight, you're going to die." Well, then, the simple fact is they don't want to lose weight; they just don't want to die. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, the real want isn't to lose weight; the real want is not wanting to die. <laughs> I think, and as soon as you understand and recognise that, then you get a much more powerful um, uh, motivation, or whatever you want to call it, inspiration or, or encouragement, to go and do what you want to do.
1: So, yeah, yeah, it's the underlying it's it's the underlying value, and I think it comes to Personally. what we. What, what we teach is, is, is is our values and, and values are different to things like goals. So the goal may be, I want to lose weight. Yeah. Why do you want to, what's the value attached to you not wanting to lose weight? The value is that I value my life and I don't want to die. So your value of your value of not wanting to die and valuing your life is, is linked to your goal of wanting to lose weight. And let's, 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 if I link that to something that's not health related, it might become a little bit easier to think, you know, people have different values and you know, people value family, religion, money, careers, you know, we all have different values in different stages of life. And you mentioned you know, my and values change, you know, you mentioned maybe me now having to want to spend more time with my daughter rather than you know, spending all those hours in the gym. Well, if I hadn't had my daughter, I probably would still be spending all those hours in the gym because that's my, my value at the time was my health and my body. And, and that's I mean. what I enjoy doing. Whereas now I get more enjoyment and as, or as much enjoyment, if not more, or spending time with my daughter yeah. but the, the value the value system is for example going to church or going to your place of worship yeah. let's try to be you know agnostic here um it's not hard it's not difficult for people to wake up once a week and go to church synagogue mosque temple wherever you want to go mm-hmm. why because of your values of religion you value your religion so much that to wake up in the a morning and go to this place of worship it's not an effort mm-hmm. right so I think if you think about what is your value here, losing weight is not the value. No. Totally. Why do you want to lose weight? And you said that. So, and I'm sure you've had these experiences. You know, I've got a wedding to go to. I'm getting married, or I'm, you know, got this, or whatever the value may be. If it's my doctor, my health. Once you get to that value, then you can almost turn the turn the switch on and say, right, okay, that's your driving factor. That's what's going to get you turning up every single day, yeah. being present. And building that habit, if you like.
0: Oh, I totally agree with it. Let's say you know you want to you want to learn the guitar. Now that's the first thing you're saying you want to learn the guitar. That's your finding your your top kind of very generalized side of things. And the second side of it is, but why? You know, what a um, what do you want to do? Like, are you willing to you know if you haven't got the money, are you willing to do a job that you don't like to earn the money? Are you willing to go down to the shop to buy? Are you willing to spend the time and to go and buy that guitar and other things like that? If you're not willing to those things then you don't really want to learn to play the guitar or you're not willing to put money into lessons to learn the guitar like that. So you don't really want to. And that's where some people like go for the next, for the next level, I suppose I want to say is that let's say there's going to be hours and hours. Let's say you've got your guitar and there's going to be hours and hours learning how to play the guitar. It's not like you pick it up and go like, yeah, A, B, C, D, F, G, A minor <laughs> majoring, and where you go, bang, bang. It's literally going to be hours and hours and hours. And then, People go like, yeah, but well, I want to learn the guitar because I look cool. I, 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 you know, I want to be able to go to parties, for example, and play the guitar. So that's kind of that's my that's the second level. First thing is you want to play the guitar. The second level is there's a reason behind you want to play the play the guitar. But I've actually got a third reason, and I'm actually I'm bring a second example here. One is you're saying you want to lose weight because you got a wedding coming up. That's the level that you're know, kind of open level. You got a level below that, and there's always a third level under here like this. And that third level for me is always about the emotional attachment. To whatever it is you're trying to do and achieve whether it be a wedding or a guitar and for me when people when people want something it's because of the emotional attachment they've got to these these, these things above them so like for example being is you want to lose weight because of your wedding yeah but you not it's not because of your wedding it's there's something else there's an emotional attachment there it's because how you're going to feel maybe you're at the, saying at the altar when everyone's watching you maybe it's because how you will feel when um people are taking photos it's it actually an emotional feeling to anything that you can uh, And it's, if you understand, you can discover that emotional feeling. Same with the guitar. It's just you love the sound of music. So it makes you feel happy. It makes you feel soulful. It makes you feel good or, you know, that kind of thing. There's an emotional attachment. And as soon as you can understand what that emotional want is, like you're saying before, bro, it's just it's just, it's just solid. And if you can't find it, then it's, it's honestly, it's, it's probably just not there probably just not there i'm not saying it's absolutely not there but it's probably not there so you won't hold it you won't sustain it you won't make a repetitive on a basis you won't be repeating it it won't become habitual and you'll find you're actually putting time on something you don't actually really want
1: i love it and and i think that's it's so true and i think you know with with and sometimes we have to do the things that we have to do things that we think we want to discover what we actually do want. Totally, Yep. The environment that you had created this, this love of fitness was there from a child. For me, it wasn't that way. You know, I, I had to go through a journey of being overweight and, you know, being bullied at school. And, and that Mm -hmm. was my emotional, the reason why I'm sitting here today, you know, trying to spread this message is because when I was a child, my emotional want or need, if you want to call it that was, I didn't want to feel like I was being subjected and bullied at school, so I was like, "What can I do about it?" Uh, and I and I went through this journey. Um, kind of sidetracked there, but then career-wise, I didn't end up in the fitness industry straight away. I, I did something else because I thought I what I wanted at the time as an eighteen-year-old kid was money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who, who, which, yeah, offer offer any eighteen-year-old now, you know, a, a, a well-paid job working in central London, you know, a fancy car, this and that, or three years at university in debt people are going to choose the money. So I chose the money and, and I thought that's what I wanted. And mm. it took me a while to discover that's not what I wanted. And, yeah. and, and, and sometimes you have to go through that, right? You have to go for that little bit of struggle to figure out what it is you really want.
0: Oh, I think if you haven't gone through it in your life and some experience or another, then you don't, you won't see it. You, you continue not to see it. And I hope there's po- moments in people's lives and that's, you know, people talk about different ages and like uh, if I was maturing at different ages, a different time of their life. And whether you're a person who believes it happens for a reason or not, or whatever happens, that either way you look at it, it's it's had an impact on your life. It's it's going to be there to like, there's going to be there's moments you don't even recognize most of the time. There's moments that happen that push you in this direction. So like with you, Sanjay, it was like, you know, you ended up going to the fitness industry. It wasn't something you wanted to go into, you didn't go into immediately afterwards. But you know, there's, there's other emotional things you've taken away from it, like the confidence and self-esteem. You know, and even though we go like this and this up and down, like <laughs> it's still you know the, the believers I've seen that it all grew and made you led to places where you had bigger decisions. So there's actually a, a decision that made that, um, which is again, the way, I suppose we keep going have to keep going back. I suppose to that want whether you want to create a habit when you're looking at it for general fitness or so be a life decision uh, going to want. But if you haven't made a mistake, I suppose there's another way to put it. If you haven't made a mistake then uh, if, if you ask me, you're actually making a bigger mistake because you haven't really learned <laughs> how to deal with situations and what's going on. But no one, no one's where they are today because they're perfect all the way through their life.
1: Yeah, and I always say this to this to people is is find someone that you think – you deem successful whatever success means yeah. to you we don't need to go into that discussion but find someone that you think is successful and just ask them what was their journey like and, and i guarantee you they had those obstacles they had those moments where they made the wrong choice but it was those choices that set them onto the right path that almost in in, in in that way i think we all have to look at those adversities in our lives and obstacles and i've had them you've had them you know we've gone we have
0: them. we continue but, to have them <laughs>
1: And we're going to continue to have them. Yeah, absolutely. And it's part of that learning experience. And I think if you can embrace that as opposed to see it as, a, as an obstacle in it, yeah, it might be an obstacle, but obstacles are there to be overcome. And it's only when we overcome those obstacles or we attempt to overcome those obstacles where you really find your true self and and, and you find that that want or that desire. Like you said, if it's not there, if an obstacle presents itself and you just think, yeah well, okay, yeah, it's too tough. Then the want and the desire yeah. to to do whatever it is you want to do is yeah. not there, right? It just, it just doesn't exist. And, and that's okay. Yeah. It, whatever your desire, your value, your want is, it will it will manifest itself. And when it does, you'll know. Oh,
0: huge. It, it's very funny because the uh, it's this, uh, <laughs> you know, guys, I don't know if you listen to Will Smith much, but he had a saying, it was like, fail often and fail forward, you know? And that, that's the thing. If, if you look at any successful person, they fail time and time again, but the difference between them or other, like, a, a hugely successful person or a not successful person is the learnings they've had in between on those failures. You know, they they failed, they've learned. They failed, they learned. They failed, they learned. They failed, they learned. They failed, they learned. The other, and that's what makes a successful person, in my opinion. The other one is the one that goes, they failed, they didn't learn, they failed again, maybe they made learn then. So the process ended up being longer. You know what I mean? So they, they, other people go, they, they uh, tried it, they failed, 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 failed. They didn't learn from it, and of course. I couldn't progress forward, and that's how I look at it. So it's one of the biggest keys I think you find in life. Uh, once you need to get yourself to a, a point in your life where you just accept failure as a part of development, learning, and becoming successful. I'm not to <laughs> not to push anyone down, but if you're not willing to learn from mistakes and failures, then I don't I don't think you're going anywhere. And you've just got to open it openly accept that we're different, and you have to accept that failures, and mistakes happen. I mean, we happens on a daily basis. I mean, literally a daily basis, mistakes. I had an argument before and responded in a probably the wrong way to be honest. Took <laughs> me a whack around the ears later on. Um but yeah. no,
1: <laughs> Look, I, I think what you said what you said is so is so powerful in, in that, you know insanity A definition that one of the definitions of insanity is doing the same thing that doesn't serve you any purpose over and over and over again and not learning from it that's insanity whereas if you can make the mistakes and it's okay and you said we said you said you alluded to this earlier we're really harsh on ourselves we beat ourselves up but make the mistake but don't be harsh on yourself don't beat yourself up just stop and pause and and reflect and say okay well what can i learn from this what has this taught me and 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 how can i apply this to make sure that i can deal with this again if it happens again or what's a, a better way around it and until you you make that you take that step it's 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 not going to happen um just like me with with this with this podcast and my brand it was like wow, well, if <laughs> i don't do it i can sit here and plan about it and yeah i've researched microphones and this and that and it just 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 get out and then my first episode if, you, if me on my iphone yep. you know i, I I was just get, getting sick of finding out which microphone should I buy? What should I, what do I need? I just literally grabbed my AirPods and my, and my iPhone and I just sat there and I just.
0: Exactly. I was going there's a good analogy for people. On, for people. And that this is, this, because anyone can relate to this. Remember when you learned to drive a car. Really simple. Okay. You didn't know how to do it. You had no idea. It was fearful. You're like, what's going to happen? I've got no idea. Even if you're one of those people that are like, I really want to learn. I really want to learn. I guarantee you didn't jump in an F1 McLaren and race off around the, the track. You jumped in something that was very, that was more comfortable, safe, that's good to learn in. And you made mistakes along the way, 100%. Whether you had a, um, a, a rule, you didn't remember a rule, or maybe you had a little crash, like you hit the door or somewhere or something like that, you backed into the wrong thing. Now, when I look at, I look at, I look at this learning curve for well, learning to drive a car, as I look at the same way as learning to live life. Because you jump into stuff, you, you, you go to learn something new. Now, you make decisions all the time. When you drive in the car, you make decisions, okay? Some will be just like, okay, nothing happened. Others will be, okay, there's bigger consequences to it. Or three, if you think about re- driving the car, you could crash the entire car, right? So this, the, the, the outcome, the, the, the devastation or whatever is, has different levels of disaster. And same with life. You know, you're always gonna have to make these decisions and you're always gonna have to learn from these decisions. So it's making decisions that are not gonna have you have a crash in your life, and you're always gonna continue to go through them. As we continue to you know, we keep driving our cars, we learn new things about roads and where we're going and stuff like that. You still drive down the wrong direction on a road. You used to make the wrong turns all the time. It's just like your life. You're always gonna make these wrong turns. It's how to get back onto the, the road to keep going forward, you know what I mean? And that's the analogy between driving your car and living your life is that you're going to make wrong turns but you jump you you rectify them you get back on you learn from it and you keep going you sound right
1: you have to make those mistakes but but in order to make those mistakes you have to turn up get in the car switch the key and drive so in in a way if we link this back to what we're talking about in terms of fitness or health you need to turn up put your shoes on go for that walk go for that run and then learn from whatever obstacles are thrown up at you. If you don't, if you're, if you, if, and then I know, I know people like this who are over analytical and they sit there and think, okay, right. Let me think about this. What do I need to, I need a pair of trainers. What trainers do I need? I need a pair of shorts. What shorts do I need? I need a, I need a running watch. Okay. What do I need? A Garmin or a Fitbit? Or, and then you overanalyze this and what happens if it's windy or get, just get out there and do it just figure it out while get out there, do it, take that first step, go in your flip flops that don't run in your flip flops. people. <laughs> but you get the idea, just, just get out there and do it and come up with the obstacles. But if you don't get in that car, you're not going to learn how to become a better driver really? because what happens, the more you drive and the more you do anything, but let's use the driving analogy. If you, if you learn to drive, you got your license and you were like, brilliant, done. Look at my license. All life is good. And you, drove your car once Mm -hmm. a month what's going to happen you're slowly going to become a better driver but if you do a little bit every day you get in that car every day or every other day the more you do it the better you get and now years later yeah you mentioned you're not driving a mclaren f1 car but once you've learned how to drive and you know the basics of driving then you can start to think about oh maybe i can handle a more power car with more, Mm -hmm. more power maybe i can i can now change the radio station without you know worrying about crashing because i know where the controls are (laughs) unless you unless you're there every day and it's the same and i think with exercise the same once you've established that baseline and i'm not even talking about a baseline of fitness just a baseline of oh this is what it feels like to be out there running or walking every day. we just keep it simple. This is what it feels like to be walking every day. Okay. This is what it feels like to walking. I wonder what it feels like to walk up a hill. But walking's okay, so let me try on a hill. And then you try a hill and you think, Oh yeah, my calves hurt. I didn't I didn't like that. Fine. But you wouldn't have walked up that hill if you hadn't started walking, if you hadn't started walking on a flat Totally,
0: totally absolutely it's funny, like it's, it's actually a really good analogy to try for the car because there's other thing there's one other thing that I, I think I've on my head that's like uh, if you're still if you're referring this driving analogy to life, you look at it from if you' are trying to learn to drive a car by yourself or you try and learn with someone there who's actually instructing you how to, to do things and what to do things, you can excel in life and kind of the, the things I take away from that is that look it's, that's where you need support whatever you're doing, you refer to whatever you want to do, but if someone's there helping guide you along the way, look, you're still going to make mistakes. But there's someone there to help you and to potentially lower the risks of what happens within the choices you make within your mm-hmm. life. So
1: yeah, and that you know, same way when you learn to drive a car, you might have you'd have an instructor and, and if you're on your journey on fitness, you may have a, a
0: PT or a, a,
1: a group exercise instructor or a personal trainer, if that's something you can afford, uh, or going online and having having guidance in this. So, so yeah, it, it totally is. Uh, I love it. So those obstacles that we've been talking about—I mean, I think I'm interested in them, and other people may be interested. What goes through if you're faced with an obstacle, and like we've said, we've we've faced with many? What goes through your mind? What's the process that goes through your mind to think, okay, how do I now overcome this this obstacle or barrier? Uh,
0: for, for me now, I, <laughs> it's very different from when I first started doing it. <laughs> You'd be like, ah, <laughs> now it's now it's always like like like. Again, for me, it's always go back to the word perception and how to deal with things because um, I've always gone as any, any issue that comes up, and I'm not sure if it's, just, if it's just something I had to learn or something that I just kind of fell into or whatever happened. But now it's about I always want to find solutions. Like I've got, yeah, Sunday <laughs> knows this. I will go for the largest, biggest baddest whatever I think I can find. If you tell me to try something, I'll try like if you tell me to go for a run, I'll try a marathon. If you tell me to try and be a governor, I'll be the president. <laughs> That's what I do. Anyway, the whole thing for me is that it's I always look at solutions. So I always have this like mighty mighty goal, but then I, and what I probably I realized in my life what I wasn't good at is I just I tried kind of pushing forward, pushing forward, trying to push, push forward without a plan. And reality is that Plants, you might think they're cool, but they are very, very good at helping you achieve certain things. Now, whether it be to be successful somewhere or whether it be to help you solve a problem, you are always going to come down to, again, you go your choices. Let's say they have a financial issue or financial problem. How do you get through it? I have the same step process. One is I'll probably have that emotional thing of like, hey, shit, man, ah, or you no, know, using all those great words. And then perception kicks in for me. The step back, take a look at it. And then I have a choice. I can keep complaining about it or I can freaking do something about it. Am I going to complain or am I just going to make find a solution? It's simple things that for me now, and some people think it's quite rude. I think some things think look at it as being rude. But at the end of the day, I do look at things as that there's a choice you can either sit and wait or you can act and do. And I just choose to do. And I, and I take, I, to make solutions for me, I usually take emotions out of it. I look at the logical side now, before it was emotional, it was like, oh man, bruh, bruh. and it didn't need to help me, you know? And I had to learn from that and go like, actually, you know what, look, that happened, I can't change it, what would I rather do? And I remember this so clearly. I was in Otrahonga, New Zealand, which is a small town. I was at a birthday party for my brother. Uh, he was young, he was, uh, I can't remember, this was, was like 25 years ago, I think it was. And I still remember like it literally happened like five minutes ago. This guy was talking to his son. And his son, because um, his son had just hit, kicked a kicked ledge or something, he kicked something um, like concrete-type block. Anyway, he's on the ground. He's crying. He's bawling his eyes out. And the father says a really simple thing. He said to his son, Would you rather cry or would you rather go play? And the kid stopped crying immediately, wiped away the tears, jumped up <laughs> ran away and started playing. And I just remember this. I mean, like... That's so simple, and it's just—it's just—it's just so you know—it's just, it's just so real. Like literally, yeah, it hurt. I'm sure it hurt when he kicked his toe into the concrete. But he can have a choice: can he keep crying about it, or he can go and do something else? You know, what, what would you—what ra- would you rather do? And I always think about that when it comes to problems. Now, I like oh man. I—I I get angry about it. I could do about, it. and for me, I now I've—I oh, just drop things pretty quickly because it's like. But I'd rather hang on to it, be angry about it, be sad about it, be emotional about it, or I'd rather just get on with life because maybe it's the older the older person inside of me is like time's commodity you cannot waste and stop freaking wasting it. So make a choice, make an earlier choice, make a, a better choice to go like here is how I can change it for the better and what I want to do. So and for me, it's not like it's what we keep talking about. it's been repetition. It didn't happen like that. It's not always been like that for me. Of course, I've gone to that emotional rollercoaster of going, "Yes, make a decision or don't." But now, for most of the time, I've got to a point where more often than not, I'll, something will happen or something shitty will happen. I'm like, "Well, actually, the other day I lost three thousand dirhams. I went to an ATM machine. I went to pull out money out of the account. Now I don't know how much that is in pounds, but I literally I went to the ATM machine. I um, I, I can't remember exactly what happened, but basically, I pushed the dials. The money was about to come out. The card came out first. I think I just grabbed the card and I walked away." <laughs> and then I was like, looking at the wall, where's the money? Anyway, I was like, I don't think I pulled out the machine. The choice was simple. There's only certain things I can do. I can only go back to the machine. I can only call the, the ATM. I can only ask the if they got tape recording off it. I can only ask people around there if they see the money in the machine. Has someone else got it? There's only certain things I can do. And going and crying about it or screaming and shouting about it. Some people may help them. For me, it doesn't make a difference. It's like, uh, well, I can't change what I can't change. There's only certain things I can do. So my focus simply was, ask the people around, did they see, was their money in the account, was it pulled back in, called the ATM, called the bank. And that's all I could do. I can't change it. I didn't get it. I didn't get the money back, by the way, but I can't change it. But that's how I see, I see issues or problems. When I see obstacles or barriers in front of me, I look at them all the same way. I just think, hmm. well, that's a barrier. Now the other thing I think sorry, by the way, sorry, is that how much do I want it? Is it easy for me to go? Do I, if I have to think about it, usually it means I don't want it. If there's a barrier in the way and I'm going like going, hmm, huh, and there's an indication for me, then I'm probably on the wrong path, and I need to think, look, look somewhere else. Uh, and everything I'm doing at the moment literally is that I don't think about it. I come across a problem, is like, okay, well, how do I solve it? I don't know how to podcast or whatever. I, I didn't have all this stuff. I had to. I had to learn it. And people go to me. They say, like, if I said, I say this to people a lot often. I say people say this same mentality. And I know a lot of people don't like that same thing. They're like, going, Oh, but you know how to do it. I said, well, well, I know how to do it now, but I didn't know how to do it three months ago. I didn't. I had to go out and learn it. And they go, oh, yeah, but you like that stuff. Is it? Well, no, I, I didn't. I just there's there's an outcome that I wanted. Like for me technology, I admit I don't like computers. I don't like sitting in front of computers. I'd rather go kite surfing, paddleboarding, I'd rather be active outdoors. I don't like the indoors. It's simple as that. And so to learn mm. the technology and the cameras and all this kind of thing was honestly something I disliked. But my end thing it was is I know that I can connect with so many more people by learning and understanding technologies and how to use it and, and, and all these different things. So I've just it wasn't a, it wasn't a choice. It was just simply I'm gonna do it. And that's how I get through yeah. any barrier that comes up to me. I make a thing. This, this is this something I really want? Yes, it is. And if it's something I'm like, I don't think about when the barrier comes up, I'm not thinking about the barrier, I know that I'm on the right path and i just got to keep going and I'll just put the time and put the head down and repeatedly do it. And the thing being is that when you're a person that um, when you, when you, when you've got a desire, an end goal that you truly want, and I'm going back to the thing where truly want is that it doesn't matter how many barriers are in the way, you're going to keep going. You're just going to keep enjoying the process. It, it, it honestly doesn't matter. If you say like, oh yeah, it does matter. Like people talk about their lives and they're saying like, oh, you know, I don't have the same opportunities as other people. Well, that's true. It can be maybe more difficult, but you've still got the opportunity to make choices in your life. You've still got desire. Desire doesn't come from what you've been given. Desire comes from the, what you want inside you. And if you really want it, I truly do believe the places that you can do things to go and get it. And if you enjoy that process, enjoy that moment, it doesn't matter if you become the best lawyer or the best uh, athlete in the world. You're still a content. You still have that love. And you still have that desire. And any barrier that comes in the way, you just kind of roll through it. So,
1: you just using that technology example. There is that. You know, the goal is to you know have a system where you can record your videos, record your podcasts, whatever. And the technology is another barrier. So you went out because the the value that you put in having the end product whether that's a podcast or a, a video or a streaming or whatever you're trying to do with that technology that's so valuable to you that you're prepared to go out there and learn how to deal with all this technology even though it's something that you don't enjoy doing but you've figured it out because it's the the, the, the ultimate end goal is so much you you really want it that's what oh, I'm if you don't if you don't want to go through the pain of learning it then you're not going to do it. And you, you don't really want it. it. You
0: don't um, so
1: that, that, that's one thing I, I love that you just said there. Um, two other things. There's crime in Dubai. So don't, don't believe what you, uh, what you hear. So you know, you, Someone took your money, clearly, from the, from the ATM. Um, but what you were saying at the time there was an op- when you're faced with an obstacle, what you're doing effectively is looking at your circle of control. This is the problem. This is the obstacle. Okay. Am I in control of it? Can I control? So let's go. You're. Can I control the fact that I lost three thousand dirhams, or it got misplaced at that moment? And you've evaluated those. You've done. And so what can I? So what can I do I, right now? I'm not in control of the fact that I've lost the money. What can I do? I can call the mm. bank. I can go back to the ATM. I can you know do these these few things. So I think with any problem, just looking first of all, saying, okay, am I in control here? What can I control when it comes to this problem? And and again, you've alluded to this, the only thing that you can control is what you do next, is the action that you take. And it's that action. And if there's a problem and I've done this and I still do this, you know, if something happens, I, you, you you blame others, you blame the technology, you blame, you know, your, your PT, you blame, you know, Anyone else? the, the you for not for not delivering your, your, your microphone on time. Or you blame your teachers for not why teaching me? you the right way at the end of the day. Yeah. Why me? It's that, it's that why me? And look, uh, this is maybe a harsh thing. People are suffering at the moment. But at the end of the day, you have a choice. You still have a choice. And when you're faced with obstacles, I think if you can look at it that way and say, right, OK, what can I do here? Let me let me focus on what I can mm. do and not what I can't do. Because if you and I and, and everyone else listening to this right now, if you sat down and had a piece of two pieces of paper on one piece of paper, I want you to start writing all the things in your life that you are not in control of. Good luck with that. I'll see you in 10 years because that list is going to be extremely long. The things you are not in control of, it's too vast. But if you sit down and write down on another piece of paper, the things that you are in control of, that list is going to be a lot shorter. So why not focus on that? Because A, it's a smaller list, but it's something you can actually do. hugely. I think that, that's Usually. so, that's that so
0: very, powerful. Hugely powerful. It's funny you talked about the, um, the learning technology side of things because we're talking about learning. Is what I do here is I, our our thing is to simply like 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 podcasting or like just um, be able to communicate with different ways and stuff like that. There's a side of it where we were looking at going, oh, let's do videos as well. Let's help people create videos. Let's do the editing side of things. Uh, I found out very 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 quickly editing is not the thing I wanted to do. I don't want to do editing videos. I don't want to do cut. I don't want to do YouTubing. I thought I did, and I had a moment. Of, oh, YouTube would be quite cool. And I went to it, and I went. You know what? I don't enjoy it. And luckily i've learned a lot this shit. I've gone like you know what it's not for me i like doing live i don't like doing recorded videos <laughs> i'm saying that like live for me is, no, no, is, no, where, no. It's, is where it's at. it and it's just, it's just just something to do and you just go accept then it's all part of that control as well accept what you can and what you can't control
1: it's just what you prefer it, at the end of the day it's not saying that youtube is a, a bad medium exactly. and it just it's not what you enjoy. You didn't get the enjoyment and the, the value wasn't yeah. there. So I'll find another way of doing it. And, and you find yourself, yeah, find another way of, of delivering the same effective message. You're still getting the message out there, totally. just using a different platform or using different ways. And I think that's important. I want to ask you this one question, which um, I'm always interested to hear, especially, you know, again, uh, being a seasoned seasoned professional in, in this industry, if you could go back and talk to an eighteen year old Grant way back in in New Zealand, wherever you were, what what advice would you give him? Given what you know
0: now, it's so funny you just said that question because um, I heard the conversation maybe four times in the last week, and the conversation was being started with my brother, and then I've talking with Tommy about it, and I've had a couple of conversations with my girlfriend and, and flatmate, and we we're just saying like, you know, if if I went back, would I even listen? What I even pay attention to me now, like I'm 39 now, and if I went back and I talked to my 18 year old self, my 18 year old self tell me to F off, can't <laughs> get out of the way. You know, at the end of the day, um, probably not. <laughs> I probably wouldn't listen, you know, and it's, and it's saying that, but if I was now and I only went back to my 27, maybe 28 year old self, I probably still wouldn't listen, but I might take a couple of things in. I might take a little bit of more, bit more notice. So, when I think about giving advice, another thing, sorry, other part of this conversation I had last night with Tommy was that, you know, do I want to know? As as, as a younger person, we as as older say, look, we've always heard it. Everyone's heard it in their entire life. You know, listen to your elders. You know, take this, just just hear that, just just be open to the advice. Just be open to it. But the fact is, we're confident, we're cocky, (laughs) we're egotistical. And I'm saying in in the worst and rude way. Uh, we're we also we're in this point of discovering you know well definitely for me it was like that anyway as just that like, you know what i was happy to make my own mistakes the, it was the the journey of discovering these lessons in life that i've enjoyed most of now, i've failed a load i've failed so much so many different things but i'm still so contented so happy because i was at least willing to give it a try i was at least willing to give it a go and that's for me it's been what my greatest happiness has been for my entire life is I'm not going to die wondering. I know what I know. I had a thought. I went for it. I go for it. And, and that's simple as that. Whether I'm right or wrong, whether I do or don't, whether I'm successful or not, it's never going to matter to me. So when I think about the whole that going back into what would I tell myself, I would tell myself just to be, to keep being, just to be. And if anything, I'd probably just say, look, be more, be more, of you be more of you to be willing to learn as you go through life
1: i'd rather die trying than not try at all
0: john mclean die hard
1: (laughs) yeah there
0: he is that is is, is the thing and i i know a lot of people talk about it and here's the thing too the whole thing being is that we hear this stuff all the time and i talked about moments ago when i said about look you'll have things you'll fail you fail you fail and if how long we talk about insanity now, how many times do you have to hear the same stuff over and over again this isn't anything new for anybody this isn't anything new that you're hearing or you may hear it in a different way and that's great if it resonates with you and it makes change in your life that's amazing you know because sometimes you just need the right person the right time of your life to have the impact or find the place that resonates with you knowledge is power but only if it's actioned and i always keep thinking about it if you, do, if you if you hear all these things if you hear all these wonderful things and you don't do anything about it you know what as they say first time shame on them second time shame on you well yeah if you have if you allow it to happen in your life for a second time if you don't action if you don't um make use of the knowledge or the the learnings that you take out from anything then shame on you because that is the true loss or regret or whatever the word is i can't think of the word as a, tr- a true shame i suppose True shame of you not being your true self we talked about last night with uh prince ed and and and, um les brown and they they came with that saying that you know the greatest discoveries inventions ideas dreams are in the graveyard because everyone's taken all these talent all these skills all these ideas and i've literally just taken them with them you know they've moved on with them and and other people have missed out and i think now uh, more than ever more than ever i'm just so passionate about guess why i'm more passionate about giving things a try this, this fitness festival that I'm putting together, it scares the heck out of me. And, you know, I was telling you, Sanjay, I'm trying to find 180 people to do fitness sessions at the right time over a 30-hour period. When I look at it, when I stop and think, about it, I'm like, that's just ridiculous. But outside of it, it's like, well, if I don't try, and if I don't give it a go, I'll never know. You know, if I make a mistake, I'll learn from it. And then I'll, I'm not going to die, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the worst thing that happens,
1: What's the worst? What's the worst gonna yeah, happen? Yeah, thing happens.
0: It doesn't work out. Okay, Whoop, moving on. And so, when I think about things, there, my always for me is that you know, if you you've just got to, you've got to take on information, and you've got to apply mm-hmm. it in one way or another. Whether it be to help you protect yourself or family or friends, or whether it be to help enhance you and better your life.
1: Yeah, and I like what you I like what you said there about information this information is this it's it's the same it's, it's been out there for so long it's you know we talk about fitness and we look at oh there's this new fitness class or there's new this new cycling class at the end of the day all the exercises that you can ever do have already been invented Someone's already oh, done the movement, yeah. right? You're not, you're no one's coming up with a no one's suddenly, you know, able to turn their head 360 degrees or find an extra joint. Yeah, you know, we, we we know what the body can <laughs> do, and it's just different ways of delivering the same message. Diet is the same, right? Someone, some people want to eat paleo, some people want to be vegan, some people want to eat Atkins, some people, you what know, at the end of the day, how if you look at and we're not going to get into discussion of diet, that can be for another <laughs> day, but whatever, whatever diet you decide to follow. The fundamental message is the same, yeah. Eat more vegetables, eat healthier whole foods, and it, whether it's a paleo way of doing it or a kosher way of doing it, it doesn't matter. The goal is going to, however that me- message resonates with mm. you, go that totally. go that way, and I think that's important. It's to find your own ad- identity with it and what what resonates. We
0: know fat's you. bad for us. We know sugar's bad for us. We know that. We know smoking is bad for us. We know that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I, say, I say on my program as I, I, we talk about it and i say look who's never been told it's hands up if you've never been told eat more vegetables do more physical activity <laughs> i mean we've all been told that right and it's just okay well i know i need to do that and it is a bit of a minefield out there but i think going back to what we said earlier in the conversation it's just finding what you enjoy and I, I think if you can find that one thing whether it's the the whatever that thing you attach yourself to that you enjoy you get something out of it that's what's going to be the, the, the thing for you. So when someone asks you, and I'm sure you've had this, you know, Oh, Grant, what's the, what's, what's the best exercise I can do to get rid of my belly fat or, you know, what's the best supplement I can have to, to, to do this. And, you know, th- there isn't, I mean, what do you say?
0: to that? <laughs> <Freebie button. laughs>
1: Everyone's
0: different. Everyone's different. Everyone's this, different. Where
1: you, this, this is where you need a YouTube video. And you just send them to the YouTube video.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Save archive done. Pick it off. Oh, it's, 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 it's so fun. See, here's, here's the, here's the real question then. What, it's going to help us to create change. And when I think about it, and I used to think, Oh, there must be there must be an answer. But the only answer I can ever think about now is that look, people because people are so diversely different, which is an amazing thing that everyone's going to take things on differently in their own way in their own time. And that you've got to accept that. Again, that's the thing you're not in control of help someone else. Decides that and what they're going to do in their life. You have zero control whatsoever. You know what? You have no choice. You have no decision or control on their choices. And it's just a it's just a thing that the great thing about I suppose is that like for for people like what we're doing now, bro, like what you're doing with your podcast. How many millions of people are doing podcasts? How many millions of people have talked about this? Does that mean that no one else, yeah. you shouldn't do it, or that you can't do it and no one else is going to? No, not at all, because everybody's different. Everybody resonates different, and that's the beauty about life because of the diversity of people that are out there is that at the end of the day, this will. This not. It's not, even a, it's not even a question of if this can help someone. This 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 podcast will help someone. Simple as that. I can tell you now it's helped me.
1: Yeah.
0: That's the the thought, the thought of being able to catch up with you and connect with you and the excitement of going through this is just, you know, it puts a smile on my face. It's just reminiscing and, yeah. and, and hearing things that it's reminders, which is great as well because reminders are that, is that, is that cycle of repeating. If you're consistently reminded about certain things, you know, it keeps them doing. It's like when you haven't seen, you see a car for the first time, you're like, oh, I've never seen this car before. Wow. Next thing you know, for the next day, all you see is that, that one car you're focused on there. Yeah. You know, it was, it's because it went, it went away from you. And the more often you see that car, often the more it stays in your head and their mind. And so that's why it's so great to explain. and does it. It's, it's uh, bro, look, it, it's yeah. what, nearly two hours later and it's
1: just, it,
0: it, it, it flies by, it's pulled into it. It's just, it's easy conversation. That's what I mean, that's it, it's helpful in itself.
1: Yeah, that's why I love it. Look, um, I want you to just, I want to just you to touch on, and just, just to finish off with, what, what are you doing now? You mentioned this fitness festival. Just tell people about what, what you're involved with and, and, and your brand and everything about it.
0: Uh, without going to the, the long sell of it, basically it's just a um, so, Find Fit People is my brand. It is essentially it's an application to help people find professionals, events, and courses super fast. So, literally, you just plug in what you're looking for and it pops all up, or it connects you directly with that professional. Um, and the other side of what I'm doing is with. We hold these virtual fitness festivals, which is super freaking cool because no one else has done it yet. No one else is doing it. And we're going to look at establish. We are going to establish. Sorry, we are going to establish this first opportunity or platform that allows people to jump in on a weekend. Or I thought actually this was going to be 30 hours. Saturday the 13th of June is this festival. It will be 30 hours continuously from the 8th, 8 a.m. sorry, in Auckland all the way through for 30 hours until 6 p.m los angeles and it's literally going to be uh pilates classes yoga classes sound meditations meditations uh boxing cycling uh hit tabata dance zumba les mills um cooking lessons educational sessions um and educational sessions on everything to allow the stress mindset pregnancy um geez, what the debunking It's so much information and it's not only can you go and learn, but you can actually get physical as well. And you don't have to go anywhere. Um, and that's sort of a cool thing. And the reason I'm doing it, and I'll, I want to relate this, is because it's simply that connection I've talked about at the very, very, very start. It's just the ability to be able to connect. And actually something I was going to bring up before, Well, on that point, for me, I had a conversation, i have actually talked about this when I was freaking 26, 27, what it was, and I was in a room with all of my other peers from Les Mills, uh, New Zealand, and they, the director at the time asked us, you know, why do you do what you do? And the common answer was like, oh, because I love to see people smiling and stuff like that. Anyway, th- I knew then that if, you know, if you walked into a bathroom and they didn't know you were there, you know, or some people came into the bathroom and you, they didn't see you and they started talking about you. A lot of people like going, wouldn't it be nice for people to talk about you? And I was always like, no, I, don't, I never wanted that. I didn't want that at all. What I wanted to, to just hear was the excitement or the, the connect, them, the, the chat between someone that they can share what they experienced. I didn't want them to mention my name. I didn't really want them to mention the class. I wanted them just to talk that amongst themselves. That connection was what, what drives me in this festival. And it still drives me to this day. That knowing that when people come together and they they chat and they talk and they talk about what they went through and their experiences, that for me is my huge high, and that's why this whole thing is gonna be. So, I'm, sorry, I'm just amped about it because <laughs> that's gonna provide more opportunities for people to connect, for people to talk. Sandra, we talked about before, bro. We talked about the and uh, you get to talk to other like Ross. You got Ross to get up when I come to him on the podcast, right? Yeah. It connects you with people, yeah. and that's, that that's the freaking the coolest thing about it. So that's what I'm I'm gonna do, and I can. Talk and say it like Gary Valencik that I'll do this till the day I die. This is who I am, this is what I'll do, and I'm going to keep doing it. So, yeah.
1: I love it. So, it's Find Fit People. And when's your next event?
0: (laughs) That's the name. (laughs)
1: Sorry. But this just just goes to show the the value that this guy, it's not about, oh, promote the event and get, obviously, there's part of that, but it's just the passion and we just took over there. So, you forgot to (laughs) um, promote his own event.
0: (laughs) Um, So, this festival is Find Fit People Festival. You can find it obviously on on Instagram, all the handles. We're very fortunate. That's another thing we talk about. I've been grateful for findforpeople.com and at findforpeople for for any social media handle. We've got them all, they're all all the same TikTok, Talk, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. I can't even name the social media platforms, but it's all ad fine for people uh with the group and stuff like that. And you'll be able to find out where the link is to that festival as well. Saturday the 13th, whichever country you are in in the world, whether it be New Zealand, China, Africa, Dubai, London, yeah. USA, Canada, uh, wherever you are, it's gonna be all day on Saturday the 13th of June. You wake up, you can start exercise, you can start learning uh, all the way till you go to sleep, or you can join us for the entire 30 hours Three, zero. Oh yeah, the thirties, baby.
1: <laughs> find fit, find fit people.com or find fit people on all your social media. And yeah, you just, you just sign up for this event. And uh, yeah, I, I, I joined in on as a participant, just joining and watching on your last one. And yeah, as you said, I, I learned a lot and listening to these talks and watching these 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 really people, fit people doing some, you know, amazing and things. Angel, we and, 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 the yeah, next and
0: one the- on the 13th, <laughs> the 13th.
1: Yes, I, I, I will. I, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but um, I'm sure it'll be something. And, and like you, I'm prepared to, I'm happy just to, to wait until the last minute and just get involved and do something. But yeah, uh, I, I can't wait. It's it's awesome. Grant, amazing guys. Thank you very much uh, for, for joining me today. It's uh, been a pleasure. Nice to catch up with you, of course, as always. Oh, awesome.
0: Um, awesome.
1: Woo! How's that? Still there? Probably gone out for a run by now, I'd imagine. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed that. That was Grant goes. Go and check him out. Find fit people. And thank you once again for joining me. Uh, Thank you to Purple Planet Music for the music today. Uh, Thank you to everyone that can make this happen. And guys, go out there. Go get it. Stay whole. Stay fresh. And stay active. Until next time, always remember to stay whole.